sandwich if I called a hot dog a sandwich? Do you think that you would be fine with it? If not, then why? Let's bust this wide. Mary, Carrie, Kelly, oh my, is it a sandwich? Well, let's decide. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt Ardill, your producer, and to this day, I rage at all cereals I couldn't get growing up in Canada. <laughs> thanks, nutritional standards. Anyhow... <laughs> Now for something full of our daily fiber, order up. I feel I feel the pain. I did not know that where you were going with the full of. I was like, what? You're just <laughs> she's full of it. <laughs> so Canada we, we, has higher nutritional standards than I America. Think they do. I think yeah, that they do. or just they didn't want to put French on the packages of Cookie Crisp. Do you That's remember it. that Cookie Crisp? <laughs> I swear, I had friends in high school, and their families often went to the states. Uh, for yeah. like shopping trips, and that was the big ticket item was Cookie Crisp. Yep, that yeah. goldfish crackers before they came to Canada. Oh, I don't we go and visit that. my grandparents in Ohio, yeah. load up on goldfish crackers and and American cereals like Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute, the the, the monster cereals that didn't make it north of the border. Sorry, are you making up cereal names now? Yummy. Mummy. Oh no, there is like mummy. a pantheon. <laughs> pantheon of weird monsters themed cereals aside from frankenberry and count chocula huh. fruit fruit you've fruit gone fruit. mad fruit it was fruit. a werewolf it was like it was only brief in like the 70s and early 80s kind of thing so that sounds like a porn name but if you look it up it is it is there like booberry fruit fruit yummy mummy also sounds like some porn stuff uh, but yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's very neat. Blueberry, I remember. Yeah, I do remember the blueberry. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, friends, uh, you're you're in on the fun. Uh, <laughs> this is Kelly Timnicus here, along with Carrie Haim and Mary Kennedy and Matt Ardill. Uh, we have one more episode to go, and so far, no cereal is not soup is in the lead. Uh, but to my to my co-hosts, my fellow producers, my friends, mm -hmm. is your opinion changing? Have you moved? Have you moved? I'm still no. You're I went from yes to no. You went from yes, it's soup to no, it is not soup? After Rush. Rush convinced me. She also scared me into saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning more towards no. Uh, I was a sort of yes, and I'm. it's the cooking factor that got me. Somebody, one of our special guests has mentioned that soup needs to be cooked, even if you eat it cold. Uh, I think it was Rush. Maybe it was Rush. It was very logical. It was a very logical argument. And I couldn't deny the argument. I like the concept of cereal being soup. I eat it in the same way. I have a spoon. There's mm -hmm. solid pieces. There's liquid in there. But it's the cooking thing. I'm, I'm, I'm closer to no. What about you, Matt? I'm... Okay, I think I've got no with a caveat. <laughs> uh, so, so no, unless it's like a... a like a, because you can sometimes like do uh, oatmeal or oats with like pork belly or something like cut into that. That kind of gives you that bro that 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 salty brothiness right. of it. And in that one circumstance, I would maybe say, okay, this might qualify as a soup. But otherwise, I'm like, no, soup is cereal is not a soup. What about you, Mary? <laughs> oh, team, yes. All the way. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Mary. 
<laughs> that needle is not budging. No. Um, but uh, as we do each episode, Matt, you offer us uh, offer us some uh, daily doses of fun food facts. What do you have for episode five? All right. Well, I know I joked about big cereal, uh, <laughs> but the reality is cereal, the cereal industry wielded a lot of power. The mm-hmm. first company to advertise in New York's Times Square was, in fact, the Kellogg's Company, mm. who oh. in 1911 erected a giant electric sign, uh, the world's largest electric sign at the time. The, it had Kellogg's in big red letters, the K alone was 66 feet across oh my gosh and, <laughs> and it's in smaller letters that said toasted cornflakes had a picture of the box uh but what was most disconcerting was the giant face of john kellogg <laughs> floating above it all watching and judging you and finding you lacking um i have to wonder how he would have thought about the cornflakes being advertised above all the wayward souls going to burlesque houses in that area at that time but uh Maybe he was thinking, hey, they'll see this, have some cereal, and go home. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, so cereal has wielded a lot of power, and, and there's a lot of ego involved, but not just in cereal. Um, cereal companies were trying to get attention, but during the reign of Louis XIV, from 1638 to 1715, Louis was so down with himself that he instructed his royal chefs to create a soup so clear he could see his own reflection in the bowl oh my. Uh, so as a result that's why uh we have consume oh. uh, something you will not learn from dangerous liaisons so. <laughs> wow that's that amazing is yeah mirror yeah. soup we should call it mirror soup <laughs> Yes. How many celebrities have had their chef do the same exact thing? <laughs> oh. Probably a lot yeah. more than we're aware of. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That, That's amazing. I, I uh, feel like I'm going to put that on my list for like 2023. <laughs> like food, I can see my own reflection. Oh my God. I mean, maybe that's where mirror glaze came from on cakes. Oh. I don't know. Like a baker is like, I'm really into myself. I'm like going <laughs> to make a really shiny glaze that I can see my face on. I don't know. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Carrie, who's our guest today? I will tell you, Mary. I'm excited about this guest. Our guest is a Canadian comedian and a writer. He has performed at the Halifax Comedy Festival, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and the very prestigious Just for Laughs in Montreal. He's written for a number of places. He's written for This Hour is 22 Minutes, CBC Comedy, and The Beaverton, among other shows. And we are so honored that he's dropping by Order Up. Everybody, please welcome Leonard Chan. Yay! Yay! Oh, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, the the listeners at home do not know that there is a bottle of writer's tears behind you, uh, <laughs> beautifully placed in front. Yeah, that's whiskey. In case you're wondering, we're not being too literal. <laughs> exactly. Well, we are we are so glad you are here. You've got some amazing accolades, but we're going to put them on the shelf and completely ignore them. Awesome. The next- <laughs> I mean, let's be honest; they don't mean anything. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> they do to me. <laughs> they do. They do indeed. Uh, but we've got some food questions for you, friends. So. 
we're gonna get right at it uh leonard uh what was the first thing you ever learned how to cook um well, the first thing I tried to cook, I think, was just ramen, and I <laughs> <laughs> I was making it for my dad because I was trying to be a good son, and I didn't know you add water first before you turn on the heater. <laughs> so uh, we had some um, flambe ramen. It was good. Uh, <laughs> um, but I do remember the, uh, the first thing I learned to cook, because when I went to university, I didn't cook until I went to university, and then my... My mom bought me uh, the Campbell's cookbook. So basically you cook and you take like Campbell's soup cans and you just use that to make uh that's like your primary ingredient is like a can of some sort of Campbell's soup. So I remember the first thing I cooked from that was um, it was like a broccoli chicken, a lemon broccoli chicken thing, which was like oh one gosh. can of cream broccoli soup, uh, some chicken, uh, and then you just like put it over like Uncle Ben's rice. <laughs> and you add some uh a little bit of milk to like you know even up the sauce some lemon some pepper a little bit of uh thyme and there's your meal wow it was really easy that's the great thing about it it was easy and full of msg it was fantastic (laughs) (laughs) what was the salt content on that cookbook um dead sea ish (laughs) (laughs) you could float in your dinner is what you're telling us okay (laughs) <laughs> to that point, I'm a big fan. I don't know if anyone here in the in the room has done it, uh, but I love a tomato soup cake. Have you what? ever made that? No. What? no. So good. Uh, Why is it good? How is it good? Tell more. <laughs> it's kind of got like the, the taste of a carrot cake. Okay. It's just a spiced. It's a really good cake. I don't know if that was in your book, Leonard, but no. it's delicious. No. Hmm. It's, uh, they, they excluded abominations. <laughs> yes nicely so done <laughs> so all right so i'm gonna ask the question it's mary here uh would you consider that cake a soup <laughs> <laughs> no I, I believe uh one of the primary definitions of soup is a liquid <laughs> um i mean i think we the more pertinent question is is it cake uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was cake. It's good with a cream cheese frosting. Oh my I goodness. Um, I'll send everybody one. Oh. I'll make one of the holidays. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. Question number two. Um, what is a dish that takes you back to childhood? Oh, man. Um, so I don't know. If, I mean, I know what was in the dish. I don't know what the actual name of the dish is. Honestly, I don't think there is a name of the dish. I just called it Mum Mum because my mom made it. Okay. <laughs> And it was it was just rice and beef and salt, and that was it. Like that's yeah. literally all it was. It was just she like would saute some beef and like mix it with some rice. There might have been some broth in there, and then she would just like throw it in a, a thermos and I'll bring it to school. And it was like this nice, warm, soothing, comforting thing that I got to mm. eat uh, at recess that the kids didn't make fun of me for for too much. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That that is a true thing. I'm I'm of Latvian heritage, and my dad would sometimes send me to school with some Latvian treats. And the kids on the playground weren't; they didn't care what I had. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy, right? Because like I remember when I was a kid, um, you know, we I would get. I mean, I have a joke about this on album, but it's basically like we would get sent to school. Like as immigrants, I got sent to school with immigrant lunches, right? So <laughs> it was like very foreign stuff. It was weird, like ox tongue and, and whatnot. 
And, uh, and so then like the kids would make fun of you and, and whatever. But like nowadays, I mean, kids are going to school with bento boxes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, like, it's, it's great. It's great that things have changed so much, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it would be nice that I've, if I didn't have to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> or if kids had to at least suffer a little bit like we did that's true right. just, that's true yeah. we paved the way you know for we their did. softness yeah we're trailblazers <laughs> is what we are <laughs> they are suffering the kids that don't bring the bento box are being ridiculed by the swing set that's, that's true mm. yeah. that's true they're like oh a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that your pedestrian flavor palette isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. Um, I don't know if you want to admit this to the uh, podcast listeners, but we're going to try to make you do this. Uh, does your spouse have a food habit that drives you just bananas? Well, she's like a vegan. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's oh, what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's actually no. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I just. I do remember, like, she was a vegetarian when she moved in with me, and then, like, and I was like, that's fine. Like, I don't know, eat what you want to eat. And then I, I would cook. I would make a vegetarian meal for the both of us, but I would make a meat dish on the side because at the time I still ate a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and after two weeks, she would be just like. Uh, that smells smells really good. Can I have a a bite? I was like, yeah. I mean, you are aware that chicken is not a vegetable, right? (laughs) But, um, but no, I mean, she puts, it's nothing crazy. She puts ketchup on, um, mac and cheese. That's not, I just don't do that. But a lot of people do that, right? I've done that. So, yeah. Nothing drives me crazy. That's We're good. good. We're good that way. <laughs> that is good. Was she uh, was she a vegetarian prior to meeting you, or did her food habits center her more towards veggies when you guys started dating? Uh, no, she was a vegetarian. Bef- she was a vegetarian for a while. She was trying to be a vegan for a while, and then she moved to Ecuador for a year, mm-hmm. and that's impossible to be a, a vegetarian <laughs> or a vegan there, especially when like the family she was staying with is like, we slaughtered our chicken for you, and it's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't be like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't be rude. I'm sorry you did that, but I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, you kind of got to eat chicken at that point. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, and then she was a vegetarian uh, until two weeks in, and then we ate meat for a bunch, and then um, and now, but now we're back to the like, and I'm with her. I'm like, I just don't eat a lot of meat at home. Like, we don't buy a lot of meat. Like, I'll eat meat yeah. when I go out, but like, yeah. I haven't bought meat in a long time. Gotcha. So we're trying to be good citizens for the environment. <laughs> the chickens appreciate it. That, that, I mean, these these kids there? are soft enough as it is without having to worry about climate change. <laughs> so that begs the question, though, if hypothetically, because now they're experimenting with fat grown proteins that are basically meat mm-hmm. and they even have fat tissue and muscle tissue in there. So it has the same textures. Would you be okay with, or would she be okay with like petri dish meat? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. Like, I mean, uh, 
Would anybody meat? be okay with petri dish meat? That's, that's, I, that's I, I would be. I mean, honestly, if it, if it tastes, if like, huh? if it doesn't taste like despair, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And I really hope the marketing team gets on that and they call it something other than petri dish meat because that's really not very appetizing. <laughs> You know when you were in senior biology in high school? <laughs> now we bring you petri dish chicken. Yeah, no. we're we're beyond beyond meat. Right. <laughs> um, what uh, what is your favorite breakfast cereal if you have one? Ooh, at present I am uh, I am very much into the uh, the Jordan crisps if you are familiar with Ooh, that or Jordan's I'm... crisp. I don't know where the apostrophe Ooh. s is, um, but uh, it's somewhere in there. Uh, Jordan's crisp. It's um, uh, let me see. I have a box right a here. Box I know you can't see it. Right here. It's a commercial. Here's a box. Uh, sorry, this is Jordan's morning crisp or en okay. français Jordan's croque-matin. Vrai ingredient, rien artificial, which is uh, real ingredients, nothing official, or artificial. <laughs> um, it's bursting with nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a... It's like a porn cereal. Uh, but yeah, it's basically this granola. <laughs> it's a real fancy, nice. expensive granola. That's uh, and I like it. It's good. I love it. What was your favorite cereal as a kid? Oh man! Well, I uh, I wasn't ever allowed to eat sugar cereals, right? Which I thought was hilarious because it's like, like because when the kids who were like like the breakfast cereals that exist. Where it's like, oh, cookie crisp. It's like, the kid was like, hey, can I just eat cookies for breakfast, mom? It's like, no, but oh, put them in milk and they're tinier. That's good. <laughs> Works for my family. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like, the cereals I had as a kid were like shreddies. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, I think, like, the, the, the sweetest one I would get is maybe corn pops. Oh, those are sweet. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then when I went to university, I was like, I'm have all the sugar cereals. Uh, <laughs> I'm having Count Chocula and, and uh, Lucky Charms and like the things with those, those little the marshmallows. Marshmallows. I mean, we use the term marshmallow loosely. I don't think. Those- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call them. Uh, what do we call the diabetes nuggets? I guess. <laughs> No, I just got to ask, just because I do it just instinctively, but when you say Lucky Charms, do you hear the theme song in your head? <laughs> do you say they're magically delicious? Um, is it just me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be you. However, I think I can't get away from Frosted Flakes, and they're, they're great. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had asked once on the show... Uh, who do you think would win in a fight, Tony the Tiger or Captain Crunch? I think we all voted Tony the Tiger. Oh, I did say, like, it depends oh. if it's a land or sea battle. That's right. true. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either way, I feel a tiger in the ocean will still defeat Captain Crunch in the ocean. <laughs> like, tigers can swim. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, is Captain Crunch armed? Yeah. Well, if he has his oh. boat. If he has his, oh, like he, gets his shoot, he gets to shoot. He gets to shoot Tony the Tiger yeah. with cannons. Is that <laughs> just wrong? You're a fight. Thanks, guys. No problem, Mary. That's what we're here for. Does Captain uh, Crunch ever have uh, weapons? What is he? I'm, I'm just open. He has a spoon. <laughs> he's got a, he's very got a, sharp. You know, 
Crunch weapon a spoon? He has a, he's sharp. armed with a spoon. That's what he's got on the cover of the Captain Crunch cereal box. I feel like that's not going to go well for him. Um, oh, he has, a, he, he, has the, he has the ship, the SS Guppy. No? Is this Guppy? Uh, yeah. His Dude. ship is the SS Guppy. Uh, his full name is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. I did not know that until this moment. Uh, <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know a lot of trivia. This is not it. This is Google. Oh, my. So, yeah. I've often wondered if he was a tall guy. Do you think Captain Crunch was tall? He looks like Napoleon. Like I doubt it. He looks like he he's looks this, like, like a little tiny man. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, like, I, based on the cereal box, I don't even know if he has wigs. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen Captain Crunch's legs? I haven't. Now that you how did you get it. the name Captain Crunch? Like how? Maybe that's how he lost his legs. Maybe Tony the Tiger bit his legs off. Oh, and that and, it, and that that's the sound that echoes through his uh, his nightmares <laughs> when he lost when when Tony bit through his femur. Crunch. Oh, oh we should pitch this to the cereal oh podcast, my. but have to make a cereal podcast. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. Nice. Okay. Murders that happen and your favorite cereal. Anyhow, we should bring this back to our our main question, Leonard. Mm. Uh, The reason for season two, we're asking everybody. So Leonard Chan is cereal soup. Okay. Um, (laughs) You pose an interesting question. Uh, (laughs) And my answer is somewhere between no and hell no. How is cereal a soup? It's not soup. But it's stuff in a liquid. Oh, yeah. Just because stuff floating in liquid doesn't make it a soup. (laughs) If that were true, Kate Winslet on a door in the ocean would be considered soup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you might be moving me. Oh, that might be Mary's most persuasive argument yet. Yeah, that that, that, that moved the meter a little bit. But still, yes, it's a soup. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Look, I'm, 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 look, I'm a scientist at heart, so I'm okay. open to being convinced of other things. I'm not like, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not steadfast in this opinion. I mean, I am, but like, you, <laughs> I'm open to being convinced otherwise. What is your argument that cereal is, is in fact, Mary, a soup? So, Mary. All right. So here, here it is. Okay, here it is. It's kind of a match game. You sit at the table and you have a soup, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You have a bowl and you have a spoon. That's so fancy. <laughs> table? Oh my god! At the table and you have a cereal. In this economy, a cereal bowl and a spoon, and there's milk in there. The mode of eating it is exactly the same. Now I know you're going to say, but cereal is cold. But so is gazpacho. And then, wait, wait, wait. You're going to say, but cereal is cold still, and gazpacho is cold. No, no, no. Oatmeal is also a cereal, which I would consider a soup. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's just crazy talk. (laughs) It's the same mode of eating. You can't, okay. I mean, you can't compare, like, eating, look, I eat a steak the same way I eat chicken. Like I'm not like, well, that's <laughs> cow and chicken are the same because it's like the same it's mode of dinner. Meal. It's the same. It's dinner or lunch. Okay. 
listen. I was, now do you understand what we've been go. going through, Leonard, with this woman? I understand. Like, I, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's so funny how wrong you are, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so let's go to the gazpacho argument, right? Okay. You're like, right. oh, and A, I, I actually, I agree that temperature should not be a consideration when deciding whether or not something is soup. Because yes, there are chilled soups. And also, I don't believe that savory or sweet has anything to do with whether or not it's a soup. Even though it's typically savory, there are dessert mm-hmm. soups. And as an Asian, I can speak to this because that is what we have for dessert. Is like There's like soups that we have, right? So I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like in order for something to be a soup, there must be some form of chemical transformation that takes place that thus creates soup. Right? If I just threw mushrooms into milk, I'm like, cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, Oliver and Bonaccini have gone way downhill. Like <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't cook. So if somebody well, asked clearly. me to make <laughs> cream of mushrooms, I would take heavy cream, I'd throw mushrooms in, and I I'd boil it up. Sure. Or put it in the microwave. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if you took milk and had like, and you put Fruit Loops in that and you boiled it, I will give it to you that that's soup. Oh my gosh. <laughs> some people like hot cereal. My mother used to, listen, listen, used to warm up the heavy cream and put her mini wheats in there and put it in the micro, microwave for like 10 seconds. And she had hot shredded wheat. But here's the thing. I think in that instance, it doesn't really change the chemical nature of the wheat or the milk so much. It's just you change the temperature and you change probably the structural integrity of the cream of the, of the mini wheats. Okay. <laughs> but ultimately, they're just two ingredients that exist in the same similar space. But a soup, like you're actually changing the chemical nature of the ingredients. Like, and a gazpacho, like I know you're going to say, but you don't cook a gazpacho. But you let it chill for quite some time, tomato is acidic, and that actually changes mm-hmm. the chemical composition of the other ingredients that are in there. Mm-hmm. And that is what creates the gazpacho. Why'd you get a scientific comic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I <laughs> pulling apart your religious beliefs with science? <laughs> This is very compelling, kids. I'm going to really have to sit on this. I'm thinking I'm moving over to the. No, it is not because I. It's the cooking part. It's the change. The the chemical change is really is really Mm -hmm. persuading me in a very deep and profound way that I hadn't anticipated. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Look, think of it this way. Think of it this way. If you have cereal without milk. It's still cereal. No, it's a snack. (laughs) (laughs) It's a snack. It's a snack. I mean, it's you've classified it as a snack. It's still cereal. But if I shut my eyes, it can be the kind of dessert item that I have while watching Real Housewives. It's a snack. (laughs) There's it's no still food. cereal. It's still cereal, Mare. Uh, cereal, Mare. Yeah. I, you know. All right. Oh, dear. Leonard, pass that bottle of writer's tears over. <laughs> really? I don't know. I, you know, now I'm, now I'm wondering. Oh, hmm. this is good. I like this. 
I like we're shake Mary out next it. episode. Actually, <laughs> change. <laughs> Yeah, but Leonard, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my uh, presenting a completely valid argument about the cereal and soup. <laughs> and uh, friends, you can check out Leonard's album, Peanut Butter and Jellyfish, wherever <laughs> you find your oh, finest comedy albums. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the best. Leonard Chan, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Today's kid of the week is eight-year-old Zoe. Zoe, is cereal soup? It has milk in it, yeah. If it has milk in it, yes. So, like, if you were just eating it as a snack, then no. But if it has liquid in it, then yes. We have a definitive yes from Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. Order Up is hosted and produced by... Gary Kennedy. Larry Hayden. Kelly Snuckus. And original music is by Rebecca McDonald.